From One World Trade Center in Manhattan, overlooking dozens of golf courses that will never have us as members, this is the Golf Digest Podcast. Welcome back to the Golf Digest Podcast. I'm Alex Myers, and today we are joined by a very special guest, newly crowned PGA champion, Jimmy Walker. Jimmy, since his win at Baltus Rawls, had a whirlwind couple of days in New York City uh, doing all sorts of interviews and everything else that comes with the spotlight of winning your first major. And he was kind enough to, to take the time to join us. And so did his wife, Erin, who walked every hole of the event, rain or shine, at Baltus Rawl. Uh, she had some fun moments out there as well, although it was a very stressful Sunday, of course, for, for both of them. But now that it's over, uh, it's all smiles for the Walker family. They are the first couple of golf right now, and we welcome them to the Golf Digest podcast. Take a listen. Today we are joined by a very special guest, PGA champion Jimmy Walker. Jimmy, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. What what does that you know mean to you, or what what do you think when you hear that that you're the PGA champion? Has it has it sunk in yet? Well, you know, you've, I've always heard it's kind of like a. It feels like you're in kind of a club, and I've had guys texting me, and they've said that you know welcome to the club it's it's cool there's four years so there's not many of them to win and and to be able to do it and do it the way we did it it's it's just it's unreal it's it's very tough it's cool what now i know you had a very busy day uh yesterday in new york city maybe take us through kind of how how what your schedule was like it seemed pretty crazy so we we were up pretty early. I had a Mike and Mike call in the morning, and then we got in the car, and we headed into the city, and we did a FaceTime with Morning Drive, and then we hit NASDAQ, and we did more phone interviews, and then we hit Yahoo Sports, and then I hit Charlie Rose, and then <laughs> we went to the Chelsea Pier and played putt-putt. And, I mean, it was, it was crazy. And then more phone calls on the way to the airplane home. Yeah, I mean, have you talked to other guys who have won their first major? Have they told you that you're now going to be asked to do a lot more things and ha- have more obligations or anything like that? I have not yet, no. Okay. I mean, I've been pretty busy. With, I was busy, and you know, we finished late, and I'm still trying to get back to everybody. I mean, literally turned my phone on, and it had 500 messages, and I've just I've been trying to – I've gotten through about half of them. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Um, now you mentioned the kind of the way you were able to win, and I think it's you know even more impressive that you were able to play in the final group at a major, obviously for the first time, and you make it through the entire round without a bogey. Uh, I guess just do you think we overestimate uh, that situation if you're a first timer to be able to get it done? Or it, it was it kind of just like a normal Sunday for you? Right. Obviously, when you look at the surroundings, you know that what you're playing in is a lot bigger than yeah. You know, a lot of events. There's so many people, and they're very loud. And you've got, you know, it's the Northeast, man. You got fans that are fans that are rowdy, and fans that are great, and fans that like to get in your face. And I mean, it it felt big, but I tried to keep it as simple as possible. Yeah, you mentioned the rowdy fans. I think maybe the rowdiest of all was your wife, Erin. And I'm just, <laughs> I'm just wondering, 
Did you happen to hear on the first hole someone scream when you uh, you had your birdie attempt? You know, she told me that story. <laughs> I read your article, but yeah. I did not. I did not hear her. Okay. Honestly. Thank God. Okay. Oh, we have Aaron too. Did not know that. Aaron, yeah. welcome. Yeah. Well, yeah, you could take tell everybody kind of what happened there. It was a pretty funny situation. than Jimmy's was, but we were standing, I don't know, we were standing a couple hundred yards away, maybe 200 yards, 150 yards away, and you were standing there with me, and um, Jimmy had that putt, and it, like, disappeared behind the hill, and I thought it went in, and I kind of <laughs> let out this, like, screech, it was a loud screech, actually, and everybody turned and looked at me, and I was like, oh my gosh, that that did not go in. I said, okay, I cannot scream for the rest of the day unless it really is at the bottom of the hole. So, <laughs> um, I was so embarrassed, and thank goodness that Jimmy did not hear it, because I knew he, if he had heard it, he would have known it it was me. So, he knows he knows what I sound like. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, it is impressive you didn't hear it. You must have been in the zone, Jimmy, obviously, to not hear that. Um, I'm just wondering, you get you get down to the last couple holes, and you have a two-shot lead. How uh, much did the fact that the last two holes are par fives, how much does that change your strategy in those in that situation? You got to look at 17. As, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, not a, it's not a normal par five. Sure. You know, it, can, it can turn into a a really hard par five really fast. If you don't hit a good drive, it, it gets tough quick. So I knew it was important to put the ball in the fairway. And when I did that and I hit it far, um, we hit the second shot down there to a number that I wanted. And as we're walking down there, I said, we birdie this, it's over. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, that was, that was, that was my feeling. You know, that would put us three ahead. I watched Jason miss his birdie putt. Mm-hmm. So I knew that if we, and I said that after I saw it miss, and I knew the tournament was in our hands. We make birdie, and it's and it's over. And uh, you know, it didn't matter what he did on the last hole. Um, we we were going to win, and that's making the birdie was all we wanted to do. So the you took a pretty aggressive line, obviously, and I know you had a short shot, but on the third shot to that pin. So that was all. That was all part of the game plan. You really went and, and attacked that pin right there. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, you got when you're when you're a hundred yards and in. I mean, you're you're flag hunting every time. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. what's going on. Um. Well, you mentioned no matter what Jason does, you're gonna you know you're probably gonna win at that point. But of course, he does go make that eagle. Does that you know? When did you realize he had made it? Were you on the? Were you in the fairway or? Uh, and and how did did that change anything in your mind? Yeah, I was on the fairway and we watched and you know I just stood there and you just stand there and just take it on the chin. It's no big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was still our golf tournament to win and right. we knew exactly what we needed to do. What now? I know you guys travel in the RV. You've done that for a few years. I know. And I think you're you're very close with the days, right? They also travel in a in a motorhome, so you know that was kind of a cool moment for him to stick around and and kind of congratulate you there, right? Yes, it was. I mean, he was there to to see if he was going to go into a playoff or not, and um, you know I gave him a gave him a chance, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was great to see him there, and 
And, uh, I mean, I know he wanted to win. I mean, he's a, he's a fighter. He's a competitor. I know he wanted to win. And, you know, to see my other buddies there to congratulate me, seeing Jordan and Ricky there was just, that was super cool. Yeah. Super cool. Now, when you walk up to the 18th green, or I guess when you pitch on, um, do you see Aaron standing there with the kids? Did you notice that, or are you able to kind of block that out, or how does that work? I never, I mean, honestly, I never even thought about it. I was so focused on what I had to do, and I I was so focused on the two-putt, getting up there. I didn't see anybody. I mean, I honestly (laughs) didn't see... I never even looked over the back of the green mm. towards the clubhouse. I was so engaged on what I had to do, and I think that's why we did it, or why I did it. Sure. Now, Aaron, obviously at some point you had to text uh, your nanny to bring the kids out. Were, were you were you holding off as long as possible? or what, Obviously you don't want to jinx anything there. What was going through your head? Sure. Um, you know, who's on a hot streak, and you know, I didn't want to plan anything prematurely. I mean, even talking to my nanny about it that morning, you know, because she's um, she doesn't normally travel for golf with us. I mm-hmm. usually do it all my, you know, by myself for golf. But even talking to her about it that morning, I was like, you know, this might, if you know, if we're if it all goes well, this is what you're going to have to do, and um, you know, because the kids can't they can't hang out that long they're three and six and right. they're just their attention span is not good um and the little one is really obsessed with jimmy so every time he sees him he wants to be velcroed to him <laughs> um so yeah about 16 um you know when we hit the green at 16 i was like okay you know once we're through this hole we've got the two par five you know really it, it's not in the bag but it's looking pretty good so um, after we hit the green at 16, I was like, okay, you can bring the kids over, <laughs> you know, make sure that they're, you know, look somewhat presentable and <laughs> and, um, and we'll go from there. So, um, and making my way up through the crowd, the left side of the green um, was actually quite complicated to get to a spot where I could get over the ropes and get over the barrier and even get to them and get to you know to a spot where we were um where we were there and and i tried to stay out of jimmy's way too i i didn't want us or the kids to be too much in his mm-hmm. peripheral vision um you know i don't like to i try not to be in his line of sight when he's putting and and uh stuff like that so um you know i wanted to stay out of his way and let him focus too and and worry about the rest of it once the last putt went in sure uh, Jimmy, you mentioned, uh, you know, Aaron, you mentioned Henrik Stenson and Jason Day. How, how much does that change your mindset when you're looking up at the leaderboard? It seemed like, I don't know, almost two hours where you were one shot ahead of maybe the two hottest players in the world. You know, is there any sort of, were you putting pressure on yourself to, to, to try to, you know, increase that lead or was there anything like that going through your head? Oh, yeah, I was trying. I mean, I had to... Uh... I played one just how I was supposed to. I mean, I played long when we played. It was a fraction into the fan, and I played long. Driver six iron into it. Two, I hit a great shot right at it and thought I made that putt. I mean, I was I was really 
wanting to make that punt and mm-hmm. put a stamp up like, hey, man, I'm, I'm here, mm-hmm. you know, Dang. for business. Um, good par on three. Uh, four hit a good shot right where I wanted to. Uh, five, I had a good luck. Don't know how that one didn't go in. And I mean, I just kept I kept hitting good shots. The only shot I the only two shots I really didn't like were on eight and nine, the second shot, uh, or uh, seven and eight, seven and eight. Sorry. And other than that, man, I that was I was hitting some pretty good shots. I, the shot I hit in eleven wasn't as good as I would have liked, but I made the putt, um, and then hit decently quality shots from there on out. The one on thirteen wasn't as good as I would have liked. Um, but 14, 15, 16 was good, 17 was good. So I was more nervous actually starting the third the third round than <laughs> the fourth round <laughs> because the you know our drive went his drive went right um, in the third round on the first hole and you know he just didn't look super comfortable that morning. Um, you know, and I just kept saying, let's just hang in there and give us a chance for the afternoon. Um, you know, I was telling my friends and stuff around me, I was like, that's what I want is a chance this afternoon. And, and he just looked a little bit com- uncomfortable the, the first few holes of that third round. But when he, like, split the fairway, hit it close on the first first hole, I was like, yeah, okay, we're, we're in full-on mm-hmm. game mode. So, because I just, you know, I've been out here for 11 years now, and I can tell his body language and his step and his, you know, a lot of things about him when he feels really comfortable and confident and maybe when, you know, a little bit when things aren't as comfortable and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, even though it was all pars on the front, it was one of those days, you know, a lot of times when you're making a lot of pars, from, a, from my perspective, I'm kind of like, okay, it's going to go one of two ways. We're going to either start, we're going to make a bogey or we're going to make a birdie. And yesterday on the front, I really never thought, oh, we're going to, I think it's going to tip the other way. We're going to make a bogey. Like, he just was so comfortable and hitting it so well. I wasn't a big, it wasn't a huge deal that the putts weren't going in. I was Mm -hmm. like, they're going to go in. He's going to make one eventually. He's just hitting it so well. Right. Well, yeah, well, someone else who obviously thought your game was locked in was is your coach, Butch Harmon, earlier in the week. He was talking about all the guys he works with, and he, he basically said that he didn't have to do any work with you. Your swing was looking so good. But I wonder, he also has said that he's had he's had to try to convince you, Jimmy, to believe in your ability. And um, I guess, obviously, winning a major will do that. But but talk about maybe the, the struggles mentally that you've had to overcome to, to achieve the success that you have. believe in myself and my ability and I think that's why we have played so well um, over the last couple of years especially with him I mean he right. gave me a, a nice injection of confidence uh, but for whatever reason I just haven't been making any putts and that's that's really been the big the difference this year it's just I have not been making any putts and, and it just starts to wear on you and for whatever reason I went to a, a I, I know I went to a different putter because I just was trying something to get something going and wasn't feeling good about anything. And then I wasn't missing short putts, but I just wasn't making long-range putts to mm-hmm. make some birdies and vault yourself up the leaderboard. And went back to – I switched back to my old putter on Saturday in Canada and started rolling the ball in the cup. 
and gosh, once you see him start going back in, it, it, it just, it's kind of like, sometimes it's like a domino effect. Sure. Now, um, now, Aaron, I know people who are watching the telecast probably learned that you guys met at a golf tournament. Maybe you could just give us a little bit of a deeper, more details in that, into that story. <laughs> um, it was, it was it's a funny story. Um, uh, the company that I worked for in Utah out of college, our um, CFO, his wife was the CEO of the company sponsoring the Web.com event. Um, in Salt Lake City, and he's like, I lo- I'm a big sports junkie. It doesn't matter what it is. I like to watch it usually. Um, and I was like, oh, this is going to be – he was like, we need some more vol- – they need some more volunteers. My wife's looking – you know, they need more people to help out. And I was thinking, oh, I could get two days off work. <laughs> I could go watch some golf. So uh, I volunteered for that. I was a walking scorer, um, not for Jimmy's group, but um, I it's – I had, there was a caddy, and she was like, oh, we're in Utah. Where do we go out to party? I was like, yeah, you're in Utah. <laughs> um, anyway, I saw the caddies out at the bar on Friday night, um, and then he's like, I'm going to go watch this guy this weekend because I might loop for him for a little bit. His regular caddy um, was getting ready to have a – they were getting ready to have a baby, so um, – this guy was like, oh, you want to come watch? I think he was a little bit just hoping I was going to hang out with them, but um, it was it was kind of funny. So I was like, yeah, I'll come out this weekend. I'll watch. I'll watch. You know, your this group or whatever. And at the end of the the Sunday round, I was like, Kevin, he's this guy's pretty cute. You should introduce me. <laughs> <laughs> and he did. And um, Jimmy had had like Jimmy's got a funny story, but he'd had some female overzealous fans earlier in the year so he had kind of sworn off women um, <laughs> meeting women at golf tournaments for a bit uh but uh, no we talked on saturday right yeah saturday so we talked on saturday but after sunday he was like okay let's let's go out to dinner um so i guess he didn't think i was too scary <laughs> same stalker material. i didn't feel like a stalker <laughs> Very good. Um, so anyway, yeah, we met that way, and um, here we are. Here we are. Yeah. Ten years, eleven, almost eleven years later. It's awesome. Now, obviously, it looks like you guys are both going to be going back to the Ryder Cup. Uh, Jimmy, talk about how. Yeah, how I know how excited you are, but both of you just maybe t- how excited you guys are going to be to go to Hazeltine with the guys. Yeah, it's it's unlike anything I've ever done. Mm-hmm. I've done it once, and then we did it across the pond. I can't wait to do it here. It's going to be a completely different experience, I'm sure. So I'm really looking forward to it. I was kind of in the back of your head, you know, you know it's a major, you know it's worth more. And, and I heard rumblings, you know, through two rounds on where I'd be if I won. And, mm-hmm. you know, so it was definitely something you're kind of thinking about. Sure. It's the, it is the most fun event i mean it's stressful um it's very stressful there's something about match play that it is stressful every single hole um but it is i mean robin love um davis's wife texted me on after thursday's round and all she put was the prayer sign <laughs> and a prayer sign emoji and an american flag and that was my favorite text all week because it meant 
on the, you know, it is us, it is a team. Um, you right. told me that Davis had been on the, the podcast talking about how the wives are an important yeah. factor. Um, and that, that means a lot to us because, you know, we watch, the, the women, most of them watch more golf than anybody. And, um, and you know, our, our big, you know, catalyst in our husband's career, I, I know a lot of, you know, there's some people that don't think that, but, um, you know, it is, it is so much fun. And Davis and Robin are spectacular. And um, I think it's going to be, a, you know, I think it's going to be a different dynamic than it was at um, in Eagles. Scotland, yeah. just the dynamics of the group. Um, but I, I, can't, I can't wait. I bought two uh, gray USA hats at the merchandise tent on Thursday morning. <laughs> And I was going to wait to give it to him till the week was over. And I did. And I was, you know, I was like, you know, they give us all that stuff for free. But I, you know, last year we were a lock or two years ago, we were locked so early. We started wearing his stuff pretty early. Right. So, but yeah, we're excited. And, and Jimmy, finally, I got to ask you about the beard. That's kind of a new development in the last few weeks. I, I, I take it you're going to, keep that going you, you've had some good success now weeks man it's taken me like a month and a half to get <laughs> <laughs> i got an investment i've got an investment some guys can do it in like three days it takes me a while so, uh, so this is the first beard in 37 years wow first what, what got you to go for it laziness <laughs> <laughs> well anyway it's yeah. it seem it seems to be working so uh, I guess to the rest of the golf world, fear the beard. Jimmy Walker is now a major champion. Guys, I want to thank you so much for, for joining us today. Congratulations again, Jimmy. Just a tremendous week by you. And um, we'll see you at, at Hazeltine and, and at the Ryder Cup. And thanks again for coming on, and congratulations. Thank you, Alex. Thank we appreciate you. it. Appreciate it. Take care, guys. All right. Bye. Thanks again to Jimmy and Aaron Walker for joining us today on the Golf Digest podcast. And thank you for listening. Please subscribe to us on iTunes if you haven't done so already. And check back next week to see who our guest is.